Welcome out there in podcast land. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And again, we just want to say thank you for joining us. Jay, tell us about The Album Argument. What is this podcast? Well, The Album Argument is where you get rich fast. No, sorry. Da-da-da. Just kidding. It is... <laughs> An experiment that started off with two friends, dads, musicians, longtime friends. Did I mention that? Friends. Right, long time. And so uh, it is a, a podcast where we share an album in advance, and then we kind of pick an album. And I say, Ryan, listen to this album. Ryan says, Jay, listen to this album. And then we say, pick the best and worst song from the album. Sometimes yep. it's easy. Sometimes it's difficult. And then sometimes we have an album argument. And so we are uh, music enthusiasts, and there's no rhyme or reason why we choose some of these albums. We just, of, of course, if it's coming from our own album library, we, we appreciate it. Oh, but yeah. We, we just uh, pick across the spectrum as much as possible yep. and uh, try to kind of, I don't know, stump the other person, get them to like it, not like it, just kind of wonder what the other person says. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I am in the future going to give you a record that I hope you completely just despise. And hopefully you've listened to, and if you have not already, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. And sometimes we do agree. Yep. Sometimes we don't agree. Like yep. you uh, like the, the 311, of course, record. Of and course. I kind of had some troubles with that one. But then uh, we both like the Ryan Adams record. So yep. you never know. I just want to take a quick moment for those of you out there who are upset with me and my opinions on Kid A. They still haven't changed. Boo, <laughs> Boo Kid A. Funny enough, too, we just took a picture, too, in my uh, basement, and uh, by the time this is up, I guess the, the picture will be up, but I just realized on uh, an old guitar of mine, <laughs> there's the the Kid A logo on the guitar. Is it a koala bear? Like, what is yeah, what is the logo? Um, it's what, that was what, the year 2000, yeah. so it's kind of that late 90s, 2000 digital... It looks like a koala bear to me. <laughs> yeah. So now my kids are looking at this. They're probably going to say, what? This is cool. A cool koala bear. What is so, this? Little do they know, I'm training them to like Kid A. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sam and Lily, I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't know if I should have put your kids' names No, that's there. fine. Sam <laughs> Sam and Lily, they're, they're uh, you know. Good they're, kids. They're wonderful kids, my two five-year-olds. They're so. great kids. But for today, Ryan had yes. the choice of giving me an album. And Ryan, which I album? I did. Uh, I was super excited for this. Sorry to cut you off there, but no, I, no, I was super excited for this record. Um, this is a record that I accidentally stumbled across, uh, again, off of YouTube. I was making a playlist for my classroom and, and listening to a few different tracks and stuff like that. And this came up as uh, on the side as like a recommended listening. And so I clicked on it. And within literally the first 10 seconds of hearing this first song, I was hooked. I was immediately hooked. I, I, I went on my phone and immediately on iTunes, downloaded the entire album, bought the album, downloaded it to my phone. And on my way home from work, I was listening to it nonstop to the point where my wife, like even when I was going camping, we were listening to it. And my wife was even like, dude, this is, this is actually a good, a good record. Which song was it? Do you remember? Uh, I'll get to that. Okay. But let me first say that the, the album is called Guppy by the band Charlie Bliss. Yeah. Um, Charlie Bliss. This is 
So uh, I talked about another episode, uh, a couple episodes back, how we would be covering this album, uh, and that how some people might get confused and think that Charlie Bliss is actually like a solo artist name. It's not. It's the band name, and Charlie Bliss is actually kind of a cool concept because it is made up of a brother sister combo, Eva Hendricks and her brother Sam Hendricks, and then uh, there's Dan Schur, and then Spencer Fox. Now. Some people might recognize that name. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, like you don't recognize it at all. Uh, I did a little research ahead of time. Okay, so you I, know who it's Spencer So Fox I don't is. recognize the name, but... Yeah. Those of you who are out there who are friends, or not friends, fans of Disney and Pixar movies might recognize Spencer Fox as the character Dash from The Incredibles. Ah. Oh. So he is all grown up now. Uh, and I, I did not know this until, you know, months later, but that's cool. Uh, so what's really cool about this band is not only are they music based, they, they do a lot of music videos, but they also do comic books that kind of coexist with their albums and EPs and stuff like that. And it's really neat how they've, they've ventured out into different visual medias to complement their records. Uh, so they started off years ago with an EP called Soft Serve. And if you've never heard that, I would highly suggest that you go and listen to that. It's a great EP. Now, this record here, Guppy, uh, is just, it's beautiful. First off, it is produced by Kyle Slick Johnson, and it is on the Barsook label. Now, for those of you who might recognize Barsook, you know, we're talking like very indie artists. Uh, Not a Surf is on there. One, one of my favorite indie artists of all time, Not a Surf. They're on Barsook. Um, so I, I was kind of like, was like really excited to see that. Oh, this is part, part of that family. Cool. This is a great grunge revival record. Super awesome. Good grunge revival in a, in a positive way, not the angry, uh, masculine, you know, it is very much a great positive revival grunge revival record. Yes. I agree. So my notes for this album, I was not familiar with Charlie Bliss at all. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that I will be purchasing this album. Yes! So Ryan got me. Yes! I'm still deciding also, again, similar to uh, a previous episode, CD or digital? Or, uh, excuse me, file. A CD is, of course, digital. But file base or CD base? CD. CD. This yeah, is I'm- a CD base, especially if you can get the the comic to go with it that'd be awesome yes i was not aware of that so i'll have to look into that it's cool kind of check that out so that is pretty cool that especially in today's time that you know it's a very media driven world and how you can kind of hit on all different angles and videos and streaming and everything and comic books why not yep but yeah my my initial notes were or are you know great vocals the vocals are kind of mixed quiet though like the 90s Kind of similar to our talk uh, discussion on Dookie. Yes. Right, by Green Day. Uh, great drums, great production. I was actually listening. I was blown away. I turned it on, and I heard it. I admit, when uh, Eva's voice came in, it took a little while. Yes. But I'm a big fan of Billy Corgan and different voices, and it just fits. There's some times that maybe it's not my favorite, but by by all means, it's it is it still fits, and it rocks, and... I love it. So it's funny that you mentioned that. And because there are YouTube videos out there of Eva Hendricks and, and her acting career, uh, living in New York, they're from Brooklyn. Um, but living in New York, trying to, to make it a, make it in New York, essentially. 
and she's singing like show tunes and stuff like that. And to me personally, I love her voice on these records. I don't like the other stuff. I don't like what she did outside of the band and I get it. You know, she's trying to make it, but I think what you were saying about her voice fitting in, like in those certain cases, it's perfect. In my opinion, it's perfect here. Yeah. Yeah. So it fits. And yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, blew me away that it was from 2017. So I actually was playing this in my class and with some of my students and they kind of said, Oh, and you know, who is this? And um, something, uh, it just kind of came up. I go, it's actually a new record, relatively new, right? It's only, what, yeah. five years old? Yeah. So it sounds, and it sounds modern. And actually, it sounds modern in a good way because I, I, because I've also uh, been critical of newer productions and it kind of sounding too pristine and too polished. And it does, but it doesn't sound the same like everything else. So it's still, I guess, indie, but it is polished so I appreciate that. And it, again, it's funny that you mentioned that because this is actually the second recording of this album. They recorded it once through and felt like it wasn't them. It was either too overproduced, too polished, or too this or too that. So they scrapped it and went back and did it all over again to really focus on making it them. And I did watch some live recordings from, I think, KEXP yep. and um, Tiny Desk and things like that. So they, they do Audio Tree as well. They have an, uh, a great uh, live presence that I think we should go check them out next we, time. I, I would absolutely love to. I saw they're on tour now. I don't think in the Southeast, but next no. time we'll, we'll see them. Come to Atlanta! Yes, please. So anyways, getting to, uh, I guess, uh, overall album two, I think lyrics are a big thing in terms of... Uh, she says things that you can't, well, as it's mixed, um, I'm not really paying attention to the words as much because as it's mixed, it's mixed quieter. Understood. And then when you kind of read them, you go, oh, oh, oh. And so, the, you know, there's yeah. some topics that are t- touched on and talked about that, you know, I'll leave it off the podcast for now. Not yeah. that they're bad topics or anything, but you go, no, okay. Just things that we, you know, we would like to, even though we're dads and stuff like that, and we're old men and we've been in bands and everything, we, we still want to keep this podcast PG. Yes. Yes. For all of our fans. Yeah. Uh, but I would definitely suggest checking out the album and, you know, reading through the lyrics because it yeah. has something to say and they're written in a purposeful way they really are and some of the themes are very well disguised like beautifully that's a good way of saying it disguised yeah yes so when i got down to it um i think i don't know it's kind of a tie i guess i I would say percolator the first track so it starts with percolator it's a great intro i hate always saying the intros are the best songs but I don't know. Is it because it's the first song that I hear, just like the Ryan Adams record and even Kid A with everything in its right place? I don't know. I do think, I mean, it's it's, it's loud. It's got a, an awesome, cool drum intro. Um, the lyrics are pretty cool as well. Um, uh, is it this one? I, I wrote down, a, uh, she said, I love metaphors, swimming in your pool. I am pregnant with meaning. Could I be more appealing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pregnant with meaning. So... So cool. It's just cool. And she's talking nice about meta- metaphors and the whole song is about that. So I don't know. So I, I, I think I'll say Percolator. I'll play it in a moment, but it also goes to Westermark and Glitter. Those are great as well. So I think the first three songs, really all the songs are great. I mean, it was really difficult to find a song I did not like. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump ahead for you a little bit. There is not a bad song in this record. So 
I, I'm assuming for your pick of not the best song and for my pick of not the best song, I still like the song. I just, and I'll explain more later when I, when I tell you what it is. Yeah. I have a funny reason for not liking one yeah. of the songs, I think, but uh, let me just play uh, Percolators to start it off. Go for it. Definitely go listen to the rest of the song because it's, it is it is a rocker. The lyrics are great. The lyrics are great. It's great. And how many songs are called Percolator? Seriously. I mean, it's I, got it's cool titles too. Probably though. the only one ever. <laughs> um, and, and then it's got, you know, some songs. I actually thought that you picked this because I saw or I hear some Weezer Ah. crossover and so like the song <laughs> ruby i could find a, a, a music video for and first that was my choice it's a good music video actually <laughs> because and yeah it's a good video uh the song i thought was almost too close to weezer so i kind of wanted to pick that first but then it is a good song right it if is a very pick, good song if i have to pick one i don't like i think dq is funny um uh for dairy queen you know, she might end up working at dairy queen and funny lyrics like peed the trampoline yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, like, who sings about peeing the trampoline? Yeah, that's great. And when you have five-year-old twins, I'm like, totally, that that happens. <laughs> that is relatable. <laughs> and that's what music is. It's it's relatable or, uh, yeah, it's relatable. Uh, Gatorade, I'll come back to that one. Totalizer is great. And Julia, Julia kind of starts off kind of quiet, but then the chorus, Julia. It, yeah. it so, really picks up, and it's it's a good song. It's cool. The one that if I have to pick the song that I don't appreciate as much, or I think I just will say the worst, it's Gatorade. Okay. One in part, I don't understand the lyrics. I'll just be honest. That's fair. If there is anything to understand. Because some songs in alt rock, it, it is what it, it is. It, it is what it is. There's nothing to get about the lyrics. Well, and since you mentioned Weezer there a couple seconds ago, um, you look at Weezer's Green Album and Weezer's uh, album called Maladroit, and both of those, the lyrical contents are completely tossed up in the air. Especially Maladroit. Yeah, Billy Corgan had a great uh, quote in terms of coming up with song titles. You know, the, the song is about a bull and this and this and this, and you go around the, it's almost like around this wheel and you end up with a song name, nothing related to the original, but like <laughs> somehow it gets to bull and so you name the song Red or something. I don't know. It's yeah. some odd quote, but that's alt rock, right? That's, that is that's alt titles. Rock. Well, it gets even worse with uh, emo music where they, they do like movie quotes and stuff for song titles that have nothing to do with the song whatsoever. So Yeah, so Gatorade is mentioned in here. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I, and also, just as a funny reason, you know, I went to Florida State University as an undergrad, mm-hmm. I admit. And so I'm all Seminoles through and through. And so I, call me crazy, but on for that reason, I don't drink Gatorade. <laughs> and I am going to come across crazy. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. But that makes perfect sense. For those of you out there who have no idea what we're referencing right here, Gatorade was created at the University of Florida for their football team, hence the name Gatorade. Like, I've never put this together, Jay. This is awesome. And I usually don't drink sports drinks in general. I will drink Gatorade if it needed. But <laughs> if you go to Florida State, you find Powerade. And funny enough, of course, a while back they had Nolade, which was even crazier. Somebody <laughs> made Nolade. Yes. And sorry if you're listening out there and you created Nolade or if it's still around. But yeah, for that reason, um, I should say my wife also met her at Florida State. She has her master's from UF. So it's yep. totally okay. I appreciate Florida now because... Because of what they've done for your wife. Yes, and our you know career and salary and so forth. But anyways, going back to Gatorade, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't get the lyrics, and it was called Gatorade. So that was my easy pick. Everything else, again, it's a good song. I would still listen to it. Yeah. I'm not going to skip it just yeah. because it's Gatorade. Sorry, I'm not that crazy. It's fun. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, again, this is one of those records where it's really hard to label what is the worst song. So I get it. It's that one little thing that's going to set you off. And that, Jay is why I, my, for my pick of worst song, is actually Percolator. Oh. Now, it's not, I mean, like, so when you played the music earlier, uh, the 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 intro, the buildup is great. I hate that, you know, part. It bothers me. I hate hearing that part. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. But as soon as it's done and it goes straight into the lyrics, I'm fine. And then the chorus is great. The chorus is amazing. And then it brings back at the I just do not like that part. I wish that it, they would re-record this song so that I could have a different version of it without that part in it. And they do it in like the Audio Tree Live version as well. And I find that I end up skipping the song simply because it's something about hearing that just doesn't sit well with me. The noise doesn't sit well with me. Interesting. I love it. I think it's great. I Because it... it, yeah. it it involves a kind of a slightly different rhythm at the beginning yep. and it's very loud. And so I don't think it's a good intro to the album. Oh, I think it's a perfect intro just yeah. because it has that drum. It mm-hmm. kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I do think it sounds different than the rest of the songs. Yes. If it helps. So I almost think like that could be, I wish actually more songs from my standpoint sounded more like that. The rest of the songs kind of get into more of the even more nineties, Grunge, I would say Percolator is more 90s Soundgarden. Yes. That kind of makes sense because it has the rhythmic elements that are not just s- typical straightforward. And and see, I would, I would take one of the uh, songs off of their soft serve EP and then put that in Percolator's spot as the intro to the album. And that's just me. And, and, and the soft serve EP came out, I think, in 2014, and this one came out in 2017. So there's there's some difference, and it's a different type of song. But still, um, I, I – I don't want to say like I don't like Percolator. I actually I do like Percolator. It's a good song. I just I'm not in love with it. And that's why this is called the album argument. The album argument. So we can agree to disagree or just discuss and have reasons for liking or disliking. Correct. 
And it's not even the liking or disliking. It's just pointing out things yep. that other people might also agree with. Now, the point that you made about Ruby being very Weezer-esque, you are 100% right about that. Like, that, that is like... Uh, Ruby is like a twin sister, fraternal twin sister to any Weezer song off the Blue album, um, and possibly even some off of Pinkerton as well. Yes, and that did pull me into liking them even more. However, it's not the first song that I ever heard from them. The first song I ever heard from them was Westermark, hmm. and that's the second track on the record. <laughs> So that song right there, that is the very first song I ever heard from them. And that is my pick for the best song on this album. And it's not because it's the first song. It is because of these three reasons. One, it is straight pop. That is a straight pop rock song right there. Pop grunge, whatever you want. If you could even label a category pop grunge, that is it right there. It kicks in very quick, bum, 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 and then immediately straight to the verse and then straight to the chorus. It gets to the chorus well within that 30-second time frame, and it's a good, solid chorus. And if you listen and pay attention, the other reason why I really like it, if you pay attention, the, the synthesizer in the back of the chorus just takes it to that next level. Now, the other thing about this song is it, it kind of has like verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, you know, type thing. And the bridge is like cool as well, you know, where she goes off, starts singing about like, you know, the Western Mark is actually about a dog. And Western Mark is the dog. That is the dog that they're talking about um, and how she views it as a sister, like, you know, like how. She had to wait so she even says in the lyrics, I had to wait so long for a sister, you know, like she viewed that. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it's hard to explain, but it's a good song. I agree. Yes. And, Chorus is great. That's what I have in my notes. And sure. if you, if you, um, the video for this song is cute as can be, it takes place at a summer camp where she attended as a kid and she went back to, and they allowed her and the band to film the video at the summer camp while the camp was closed. So like, I guess they were there during maybe the winter time. And some of the counselors came out for it. It's it's just cute little video. It's really neat. Um, I just and I love I love the solo in this uh, that Spencer Fox plays. But I mean, it's like kind of repeating the melody, but it is a purposeful solo. It's not one to showcase like look how good I am at this at this guitar playing. It is look how this part now accentuates the song. And I love things like that. Um, it, it is all around an amazing track. Ruby is close there behind it. I, I love Ruby. DQ, um, Scare You. I love the song Scare You as well. And Black Hole. Black Hole is a beautiful song that kind of shifts. And it shows a real vulnerable emotional side to not only Eva Hendrix, but also to the band. Yeah, I was going to mention that one too. That it, uh, I think it's kind of starts, let's say, different. Yes, and it kind of has that eerie, like you said, there was a line in Percolator that kind of made you feel odd, yeah. right, let's say, or just kind of, you know, gives you the the, the an, an eerie feeling. So Black Hole kind of has the chords and the harmony is kind of odd, but then it keeps drawing you in. Let's hear it. Yeah. She's got her toe in the cornhole, bleeding out in a snow 
I love the chorus of that song. Take me anywhere. Take me on a date. Am I insane? And like, it's just such a, the whole album is an amazing record. And I love this because I feel like the last, uh, the last three, uh, albums we've talked about have been very good records. I mean, we did, we did, uh, what was it? The, uh, it was green days. Dookie. Great record. Classic. Uh, Ryan Adams, self-titled. It's for me a shocker, uh, amazing record. And for this, like, this is a great record that you even said you're going to buy. Yes, I'm going to buy. Just once I decide CD or digital file. CD. So, in, in terms of digital file, too, if you don't know or if you're not aware, uh, Bandcamp is a great resource online, and the Charlie Bliss record is up there, and you can download it. Uh, different qualities, so you can stream it higher quality, uh, uh, lossless like FLAC or WAVE, or you can get the, uh, as I call crappy MP3, yep. where it doesn't sound as good <laughs> as an audio person, uh, or you yep. can buy the CD from them as well, I believe, yep. from there. Or you can always go to their website and Amazon, the record stores, things like that. Now, Charlie Bliss has also done, uh, they've also, they have a sophomore album called Young Enough, and that takes a very, in my opinion, a very, very big shift. It's, it's a good record. It's fine. But that's as far as I can go with it. Is it's fine. It. I was very. I was extremely disappointed. Even though I liked a few songs on the next record, I was very disappointed that they did not continue in this style. But I get that they didn't want to make Guppy Part Two. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, Soft Serve was a great EP. Like I cannot. I cannot build that EP enough. Please go out and listen to it. Watch the videos on YouTube because it tells a story in chronological order. It's really cool how they did all that together. Uh, and and I, I just really wished there was a guppy part two. I want more of this album. And so I've gone out, I've downloaded everything that they have, all their singles, all their little side stuff, things that they did for Josie and the Pussycats tribute album, uh, like everything. Like, I, I can't get enough of them. However, Young Enough does fall a little bit short as a record. Yeah, I think they went, they're, they're going more electronic from what I could tell. Yes. I did look into the more recent ones. They did a Tiny Desk and things like that. And it's great. It's cool. It's I think good. even the KEXP was that. And But I, I agree. I, I don't necessarily want Guppy Part 2. I just like this part of the band. Um, my, my problem, for example, with like Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of tell which song, which album each song is from, but you, yeah. you can't really. Yeah. They all kind of sound the same. STP yeah. is STP. So I don't want Charlie Bliss to do that, but it, it's a shift in terms of it It just is a different, maybe even like Radiohead. Like yeah. I said, when they went to K Kid A, some people like that. Some people like pre-Kid A. It was, yeah, I would say going from Guppy to Young Enough was a big shift for them. And I hate to say that I think they lost some fans. There's a Guppy was like an indie darling. Uh, it was put on tons of year end best lists. Young Enough did not get the same kind of buzz or, or reviews or anything. Now, again, if, if for any reason anybody from um, Charlie Bliss is out there listening to this, I still like it. I love your band, like phenomenal. We will come see you live. We will when, totally see when, you live. When, not if, when you come to Atlanta. Come and, back to Atlanta. And we want everybody else out there to also listen to Charlie Bliss on your favorite streaming choice, maybe a Spotify, an Amazon, an Apple Music, a Bandcamp, straight through Charlie Bliss's website. 
please go out and support them so they'll continue to still make great music yep. and we can appreciate that and then we can also meet and maybe discuss a future Charlie Bliss Heck album yeah. in the future that'd be awesome thank you very much for joining us today guys we really appreciate it please join us on our socials Twitter um Instagram, Facebook, under The Album Argument, or go to thealbumargument.com. And actually on Twitter, because of the whole character thing, we're just Album Argument. Oh, sorry about we that. We couldn't My do bad. the for Twitter's length of handle. And Thanks, so forth. Twitter. But anyways, if you just search us or just go to thealbumargument.com, like yeah. Brian mentioned, you'll find links to all of the uh, podcast services. So if maybe you're just kind of stumbling upon us on somewhere else and you find us through the website we're up on many of the podcast services and then also all the socials and thank you so much again share us with your friends share us with whoever you think might enjoy talking music or hearing music we want to know what you guys have to say thank you thank you thank you again we are the album argument i'm ryan i'm jeremy deuces we are out